Welcome to Color Him Dads with hosts Marvin and Jeanette Charles. Marvin, Jeanette, and their guests are here to provide tools to struggling fathers that will help them navigate systems and overcome challenges they face attempting to enter or re-enter the lives of their children and families. They're here to inform, encourage, and bring hope as they confront the epidemic of fatherlessness head on. Now, here are Marvin and Jeanette. Well, want to just say thank you for tuning in. Uh, we are now on our 10th episode of Color Him Dads, and we're excited to have you again. In fact, I'm really excited to have you uh, be a part of this podcast. I'm sitting here with my brother, uh, who, uh, who's who been my best friend for all our lives, right? Um and so it's going to be very interesting to talk about. This is a very interesting story. Uh, you'll hear a little bit of how uh, we came into um, a very strong relationship as young kids and how we matured, how we've grown, and how we've um, uh, come to uh, today as fathers of children with grandchildren and how that all came about. So I, I'm just here to say thank you for tuning in again, and um, I hope you enjoy this session of Color Him Dad. So I, my guest is uh, Ricky Stewart Cotton, who's my brother, and I'm uh, Marvin Charles Cotton, uh, to be exact. And so we're going to have a conversation around um, kind of our childhood. And go on, are you with me, Ricky? Yeah, I'm, I'm with you, Marvin. It's, it's, this is going to be interesting because we've discussed our childhood, but I'm quite sure we both got a little different take <laughs> on how we feel things went. You know, because exactly. you know when 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 it's happening to you, you kind of get a different take on things, and right. some some stuff we agree on, some stuff we see through a different lens, which right. is good. Right, right, right. Well, listen, I want to start off the question I have for you, brother, is um, what does fatherhood? You know that's what I've been around. You've been with me for uh, in the early days when it was just me, you, and Jeanette, right? Mm -hmm. and yes, so, I was. So tell me this. What is, what is fatherhood? What's your fatherhood story? Well, I'm going I'm to start with uh, the, the first thing I saw is I was with you today that you were working for Oasis mm. and you had to make a decision to quit that job. Now that was a real hard decision cause you had young children at home and you, you, you had to have some way to, to, to bring money and put food on the table. And you said, man, I really believe strongly in this thing about dads and I can't do it if I'm working here at Oasis. So I'm 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 gonna have to take this chance, and you know, I wanted to tell you no, don't do it, but I wasn't <laughs> gonna do that. I wasn't gonna do that, you know. I you know I always tried to back with whatever you were trying to do, and if you felt that wholeheartedly about it, you know, I because I, I was there the day you told them and turned the uniform right, in. Right. I was there that day, and and you know, uh, uh, we we didn't know how that was gonna turn out. And then, and then the other dad story I have is it, it continues. My grandson is here; he's doing all the technical stuff. Well, uh, his mother, uh, she was 
in her early 20s. Now, I could go find her through her mother or grandmother, but I had walked in darkness for so many years. I didn't want to do that anymore. And you came to me and you said, uh, I got this lady that found your mother. Right. That found your mother. Right. And you said, this, this would be easy for her to find your daughter. So I said, go ahead. You wow. know, wow. and uh, that's how I hooked up with my daughter. You know, I forgot that. For man. the final time. I, I forgot that. For man. the final time because I stayed clean after that. Mm. I, you know, I didn't walk in darkness anymore. Karen but I, King was there. Yeah, right? Karen King. I got yeah. it written down. Yeah, yeah. I remember yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. And she found my daughter and I, I could go knock on my daughter's door on my own without going through her grandmother or mother, which I had did before, which they didn't mind. But I felt like this was the time where I should put the onus on me, mm. not nobody else, you know. And wow. so go do that one-on-one -on -one and try not to take it no further than an introduction. Right. But but the Lady Karen King, I remember that, that together. Man. Put that I together. I remember that, mm -hmm. man. I remember that. I remember... I remember it was a little nerve wracking for yeah. you to do that, yeah, right? Yeah, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. But but we pulled the trigger, and so you felt like like we always did as kids growing up. If you pull a trigger, you got to yeah. be able to man up for right, it, right? Right, right, right. And I do remember that now. That's crazy, man. Mm -hmm. I, I forgot all about that. Hey, so I tell you what, let's let's go let's go a little bit back farther than that. And and I'm gonna I'm gonna open up I'm gonna open up here and really talk um, nuts and bolts right now. Um. So, you're not my birth brother, but if I ever had one, you would be it. Right, right. right. And I say that because when I met you as a young teenager, I just got let out of juvenile because I ran away from this abusive home that I was in, and um, and I went to stay with this family, uh, and um who was a friend of mine's in high school and his mother, he asked his mother, she said, yeah. And, and, and this guy was, this was a friend of mine, a friend of mine's who came from a pretty well to do family. You know, it was a single mother family, but all the children were there and he invited me into that home and I sorely didn't have anywhere else to go. So I went there. Um, but it wasn't long after I was there that a lot of stuff was taking place happening in the home. And, I was being accused of a lot of things that I was not doing, right? And I, I could not understand, understand that, right? I understand. And then um, they went on a candy selling trip. And uh, this was my second time being offered. I turned down the first time, but the second time I went. And that's when they went to Eastern Washington. And I remember I was in the truck, and I didn't do good at all in this candy selling. So I, I slept in the truck. And I remember... You guys did do pretty well, mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. you guys got a chance to sleep in a hotel room, yeah, right, right? Right, right, And And I remember that some money came up missing. Right. And it was yours that came up missing. Right. And it was the, the, I don't know if I ever told you this, but this was the same stuff I was being accused of. Mm -hmm. So that's how I knew. I know everybody asked that question, how did you know, mm -hmm. right? It was because I was being accused of the same thing, right? Mm -hmm. And so I told you, that, man, I know who got your money. Right. You remember that conversation? And I, I, I didn't doubt you because- Everybody else was my friend, and they wouldn't dare do nothing like that. I'd been around them a lot. This ain't the first time we went on out-of-state candy trips, uh -huh. but this is the first time this particular person went. was there. Uh -huh. And it, it it just shocked me that, you know, you know, like they say, uh, 
it ain't no fun when the rabbit get yeah, together. Yeah, yeah. I had did all kind of stuff to people, but nobody had never done it to me. Right. Don't you know who I am? Yeah. So it happened to me. But it, as it turns out, I had a heavy resentment against that person. But as it turns out, because you know, I I I tried I tried to jump on the man that was in charge of taking us over there yeah, to sell the candy. Yeah. I I wanted to jump on him and everybody else. It's your fault this happened. Right, you know what I right. mean? They threw a hat down, and I ended up with more money than what had got stolen oh, from I, me. I didn't know that. Yeah, I, I, and and I took that money and uh 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 Cotton that gave me a sixty five grand pre because I took it to Earl Shives to get it painted. <laughs> <laughs> they had that ninety nine dollar special. Yeah. So but, listen, this is what I wanted to do was, and I think this is very prevalent for for our conversation uh, today. Um, what happened was because that took place, you befriended me and vice versa, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. And then you brought me home to your house. You introduced me to your mother and father, right? And I remember after that introduction, I this this weighed heavily on my heart. I went into that house. I met your mother and your father. And I met your brother, Lee. Mm-hmm. And all I walked out of there thinking, I wish one day they would call me son. Mm. I walked out of there with that understanding, right? Mm. That was I was 16 years old, bro. Mm. I'm 68 years old today, right? Mm. And on Father's Day, which was two days ago, mm. right? That lady there that that I met that day is now my mother, right? right? She just prepared me a Father's Day dinner. Me and you both, right? right At right, my house, right? So I'm I'm looking at that long journey that we had to travel. Now you know me and you, we 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 had some journeys together, yes, right? Yes, we did. We had yes, some real journeys together. I don't think an hour would be enough to tell them all. <laughs> 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 We'd have to have volume one all the way up to volume fifty. Hey, hey man, it 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 was it was it was an introduction to a family that I had no idea. Um, I would be involved with for the rest of my life, but that's everything that I wanted. And you know, and you know what's strange? I didn't met everybody in your family. Yes, yes. You know, even yes. though your family's blended, <laughs> yeah, from yeah, Marion yeah. to yes. your dad yes. to your mom, yep. To to you know all of them. Uh, who 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 was Mr. Charles's wife? Uh, uh, Nora Charles. No, Pearl Lee. Pearl Lee. Yeah, 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 yeah Mr. Yeah. Charles and Pearl Lee. Yeah, yeah. I got along with Mr. Charles. Yes, you know what yeah. I mean? Uh, uh, yeah, a, a little bit better than me, and, and then and then who was that other family where Norman, well, your your yes, cousin Charles, that that was the Taylors who the, I ran away, away from. from. Yeah, yeah, I got yeah, to yeah. know them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. got to know Manuel. I got to know all of them. I was uh, I was in an adopted home afterwards. Some people adopted me because I didn't have nowhere to stay. You and the Colosertos, you even became a member of their family sure as well did. as I sure did. did. Right. Well, it, wherever we went, you had to, we came as a package. Yeah, <laughs> yeah we, my, my, my mom and dad probably didn't want the package, but they had to take it because <laughs> we came as a package. You know, yeah, you seen yeah. one, you you was going to find another, or you was hidden in the closet or under yeah, the bed yeah, or yeah, somewhere. Yeah, yeah, you know, crazy. When, when I went to my Uncle Tiles and Mud Dears and them, you was right there I'm with right me. Right there with yeah, you. Yeah, they, they were talking about putting me out. Hey, man, they going to put us out. <laughs> Hey, this was so together till when Ricky got mad at his mom and dad, and he wanted to run away. 
I ran with him. I don't mean to cut you off. Something that you had already done. Yeah, yeah, you, yeah. Now here I come. You telling me, what's wrong with you? I done already tried this. Yeah. Why, why you want to do yeah, this? You don't want to do this, man. Yeah, yeah. But because we were so close as friends, I ran away with you, right? Mm-hmm. So I want to I wanna, um, kind of go a little bit deeper than that. You know, one of the things that I admired the most was that you had a mom and dad. You had a brother. Okay, okay, I got, I got, I got to say this, cause huh. now the dad Marvin's talking about was my stepdad, but Mar- Mar- Marvin meant my real father too. Yeah, Curtis, we used to go stay with him in California. Well, go visit him. Yes, yeah. So we we met him too. So yeah. Well, I, well why don't you expound on that a little more? The difference okay. between Curtis and Cotton. Okay, so my dad was like a jokester. He was just like a good buddy. Cause my mom did all the disciplining. She didn't allow him. Well, he didn't want to. You know, uh, he had a drinking problem. My mom, she was no saint, but she never drank or drugged or nothing, far as I know, uh-huh. the background she came from. My dad, Curtis, yeah, my grandmother, uh, my, my grandmother made homebrew. You know what I mean? The kind that would blow up in the basement. Not like the, it wasn't that nice stuff your dad used to have, Mr. Charles. It was the kind you had to you had, get to percolating in the basement. Yeah, yeah. So uh, by, by, by the time I got to Madrona, which is the fifth grade, my mom had already put my 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 original dad out. She uh-huh. had she had because she couldn't take it. Because uh-huh. we was always having to hide in the house, and people were coming to get the refrigerator, the washer and dryer, uh-huh. because my mom was working and my dad was running around with a convertible. Uh, he, I think he had a Mercury or something. And it was purple and white like Garfield, and all he was doing was hanging around Garfield, chasing them young girls up uh-huh. there while my mom was working. So uh, she got rid of him at a very young age, and then she married my my stepdad. But I got two fathers, and they both buried at the same place. Mm. And my Uncle Todd, too, at Mount Tahoma mm. out there. Mm. When I go out there and put flowers, I don't put real flowers anymore. I put plastic ones. Mm. When we go put flowers, I got three places I got I go mm. when I go out there. Uh, my two dads are are in the ground, and my Uncle Todd's in the wall. And it's strange because my real dad, uh, my my other siblings, which I got a sister Rachel and Lee, and you you never you never had no say on this, mm-hmm. but they in in his will, all he wanted me to do was throw all the ashes into some lake or some river, and I took half his ashes and had them buried at Mount Tahoma because he was in the military. military right. So that day, if one day my brother Lee or my sister Rachel would want to go to his grave. They might reconsider. Right. To this day, they haven't reconsidered. Really? You know what I'm saying? But I, I don't I don't hold no resentment because I wasn't the greatest of right. a father. Right. So right. I understand right. that you can't hold no resentments. You know what I mean? Plus my life wasn't wasn't real bad because of my father. Right. You know what I mean? It right. wasn't his fault. You know what I mean? Things turned out the way they did between him and my mother. So could you say that you Maybe kind of sort of followed in his footsteps? Well, kind of sort of. Well, the thing of it was my mom had heard so much about stepfathers beating somebody else's kids to my mother. My mother my mother wouldn't let my real father or my stepfather have anything to do with whooping us or disciplining uh-huh, us. Uh-huh. And she quit whooping us about 10 when we got 10 years old. She said we too big. She'd hand out punishments, mm-hmm. but she handed out punishments like penitentiary time. <laughs> <laughs> and then I had some friends tell me, yeah, that's why you never went to the penitentiary. Right. Yeah, okay. I've, I've had a couple of close friends come tell me that. Wow. Yeah, man, you, you're blessed. 
Yeah, because wow. your mama did that. Yeah, you do, you didn't never go to jail, do no time, or you know. You know, it's crazy because I remember when me and you came to the age they were sending all of our friends to prison. Every last one of them. And me and you used to talk highly about how we wasn't gonna let that happen to us. If we if we had to, we we would leave town. And and I remember the first time I left is when when Emma put me and you in the car. We were fifteen and sixteen years old and drove to Oakland, California, to see her brother, and and that was a first, man. I was excited, man. You know what I'm saying? But but it was that I, I realized today now it was that put it, it it was that that put that drive in me and you both to be now, able to now, travel. Now Mar Marvin kind of sugarcoated this. My <laughs> uncle was in San Quentin. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, he was in San Quentin. We when we went to visit him, we had to put on uh, suits and slacks because you couldn't wear jeans up in there. Because if you did, they might keep you. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean the real San Quentin. Now, hey, right? listen, Rick, Ricky had on some sh shoes, and back then we used to put horseshoe taps on them, right? <laughs> and every time we crossed that penitentiary line, we'd go through the checkpoint. The the buzzer would ring because he had them horseshoe taps on. Did you have to take them shoes off? I don't know what we had. Yeah, we, they let us. They let us in. Yeah, you know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah. But we, uh, we was young. Man. Yeah, yeah. But I I never forget going there. But that's that was that was scared straight before scared straight came yeah, around. Yeah, because yeah. we went into that penitentiary and saw that it was San Quentin. Yeah. I don't never want to do nothing this wrong no, in life. Right? You no, remember that? No, no, no. Yeah. That's where they was gonna send you. Yeah, that's what they was going to well, say. Well, here's the thing that I, I really want to touch on, Rick, was um, the first real man I saw in my life that I, 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 I wanted to portray one day in my life was Cotton, was, okay. was our stepdad. You okay. feel what I'm saying? Why? Because he, he, was, he, he, he was young enough and not old enough to where we could see his name rang. He, you know, he was, mm -hmm. he was kind of sharp. You know, he was kind of slick. He just he worked a job. He took care of his family. He, he mirrored everything that we knew a man was supposed to be, right? Mm -hmm. Now, he used to always pull tricks on me and you, right? Because mm -hmm. mm -hmm. it was one point me and you weren't supposed to be together at all. You're right, right, right. right. You remember that? And he called us, but he, he laughed it off. He, he, he was just doing that for my mom. He, he had my mom buffalo thinking uh, he, did, he didn't care nothing about uh, us being together. He didn't just have mom buffalo. He had me buffalo too because that day right. he walked up on the car and snuck the door, swung the door open and yeah. grabbed you. <laughs> Scared me to death. I thought we was dead and then he just walked away laughing about it. Remember that? Now see, you you got a different take on that. See, I gravitated more to my Uncle Todd. And mm -hmm. I, I call him my uncle, but he's not my blood uncle, but he's the best uncle I ever had. Mm -hmm. And I loved him because he always kind of let me do what I wanted, but he kept his eye on me, you know. And it, and, and I, because I ended up going, Marvin said I ran away from home where I did. When I ran away from home, I, I when I, after that, I ended up staying with him. Right. And, 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 and he was, he, to me, he was a good uncle. He was that uncle. They let you bring your girlfriends over. You had to be safe. You know, he 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 let me do a lot of things that I could I couldn't dare do at home. He, he gave you so that was a father figure. Yeah, to yeah, you, yeah. Right, that, right, that, right? That, that's what I was getting. Yeah, at. yeah, yeah. He when, was when, a father when you said father figure, figure yeah. I, because because he he did some things too, but he always went to work. He always took care of home. Yeah, you know, and he, he told me whatever me and you do, don't you let my because he had two young boys. Don't 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 you teach them none of this. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean. I had enough sense. You know what I'm saying? Because I was I was I was a teenager. Yeah, he, he I was, was a young man. I was a young man. He was a uh, 
Todd, yeah. Todd and Cotton mm-hmm. were our father figures. And they came along at a time in the 70s when things were really loose. But because they had these families, they they incorporated their looseness not to get too loose. You right, feel what I'm saying? Right. Plus, we were in Seattle. Yeah. You you could you, it, it didn't make a lot of sense to get too loose in Seattle. Right. Because because they 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 they, they, they were gonna keep the clamps on you. You were kind of in a box. But as I got older and went a lot of different places, Seattle was one of the best places to live to me. Mm-hmm. You know, because I done seen a lot and done a lot, and there's not a lot of places like. Like Seattle, Washington. Yeah, hey, I, I feel like if you can't make it here, you can't make it nowhere. Well, see, you, I, you have to be careful that we don't tell our kids that. <laughs> because <laughs> well, the cost of living done changed yeah, here. Now yeah. I'm talking about when we yeah, came yeah, up. Yeah, that's true. Things that's done changed. Yeah, can't nobody live in Seattle yeah, now. Yeah. You you got to pull teeth to live in <laughs> Seattle now. So let me let me kind of um, stir us back to. Um, um, the benefits. You talked a little bit about the benefits that you got from Uncle Todd, right? Mm-hmm. And I kind of talked about some of the benefits I got from um, Cotton, and mm-hmm. and, and th- these were um, role models um, who uh, who had an impact in the community. I know because um, I, I had the chance to participate in the funeral service of both of these men, and um, I tell you, man. Um, one of the times Todd and Cotton got my attention, I'll tell you, I called myself wanting to be a dope dealer one time. I so, can't remember this. Go you know ahead. what I mean? I and can't so remember this. I, I, bought, I, 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 I bought some drugs, and I asked Todd to go get it for me, right? And so he said, yeah, he took my little 300 It was all the little money I had. Mm-hmm. So he took my little $300, and he came back with some, with some cocaine, right? Mm-hmm. And then he told me what to cut it with. Mm-hmm. To go to the grocery store and get some stuff, and you cut it with this. Well, that stuff ate all my dope, <laughs> right? So, so he was making sure I didn't be no dope dealer, right? But he just didn't tell me. It was a lesson he a learned lesson that cost me three hundred dollars, right? right? Right. So I knew after that I wasn't, I, I wasn't. You couldn't get me to sell a box of loot right. cough drops, a name but fifty cents. And, and I, I believe, I, I believe he told you, yeah, uh, 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 a police friend of his had told him you you had did a hand to hand. You had did a hand to hand up on Madison, and at that time Madison was pretty rough. Yeah, and 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 you was up there trying to do some hand to hands. I don't know how many you did. No, no. Let me but, tell you this: this is a real story. I had never been on Madison. I crossed Madison because I was living up there with Zephyr, right, 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 right. But he came with these pictures and this conversation, so it scared me to death. Not only do I not want to mess with drugs, but I don't want to even hang out on Madison. Right, right. But he was really strategic in right, how he right. kept me a handle on me and you, right. without keeping a hand on me right, and you, right, right, right. And so he scared me for a long time. Right. I mean, he would just he psychologically he knew how to keep me and you. Mm-hmm. And then one time we got bold, and uh, I remember the first time we went to an after-hour joint. You you was driving, you drove us right to the, we went to the after-hour joint, and the house got raided that night, mm-hmm. right? The yeah, first night we stepped out mm-hmm. there, right? But what they didn't know was they took pistols off of me and you. Mm-hmm. Took two guns. You had one. I had one. Right. And they belonged to Todd. Todd right. and my and my, and my godmother, Mud Deer. Right. They they were automatic. They were either twenty twos or twenty five. They had a small, you yeah. know, 
But but they I, were guns, and, and we got caught with them. And now we got to explain to him that we got these pistols yeah. and the police that took them from us, yeah. right? You know what I mean? And that was, that was one of the hard things to do, but I now, always now, commended me, you for this. For, in case people on the podcast don't know, after our joints are places that open after the club closed, <laughs> that all the illegal activity that's yeah. going on yeah. is going on in there, drugs, alcohol, women, whatever. And and, so, and this is what you didn't add. Yeah. And we ain't had no business in there because no, we were minors, right? Because we were 15, 16 <laughs> years old. And as a matter of fact, I think I posed for my mugshot to let yeah, you know how yeah, silly yeah, I was. Yeah, 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 we did. Um, but it, it's, it's, it's the thing that it's funny because I remember that um, Todd and Cotton's name were ringing enough that people would say, you know, that's Cotton's sons right, right. there, right? And and let, let me tell you this. Uh, my, my, my dad was a big man. They called him Bear. He was a big, strong man. He wasn't big and fat, nothing. And he was imposing. So you 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 better come correct when you talk to him, you know, because, you know, he he, he just scared you. you well, know? Thing, he scared me, I tell yeah, you that. Well, the thing that really – um, to me, I was impressed by the fact that that people knew that was our dad. Right. And so no matter where we went throughout the town, throughout the city, people, we had a reputation because he was our dad. Right. We didn't know what to do with that reputation. Right. You know what I mean? But we had one. And 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 as two young kids, you know, you always say, well, you know that's my dad, right? Or, or people would tell us, well, we know who your dad is. And my, and my Uncle Todd was in the civil rights with Tyree Scott. So they were protesting a lot of job sites, construction sites, and mm. they didn't have fair fair jobs for everybody. You know, if everybody wasn't of a different nationality on the job, uh, they did They did a lot of protesting. So, so protesting. the point that I was trying to just really, uh, as I bring us back, uh -huh. that there we had some pretty significant role models as father figures, but we didn't pay attention to none of that. So, no, we were going in another direction. Well, you know, it's funny because now I have to reflect that when our children do the same thing, we we have a basis to base that on. We mm -hmm. have a sense of understanding about that, right? right. Well, my, my I I got four boys, and when they ain't hearing me, I gotta always remember uh, when you was this age. Who was you listening to? I always think of that when I think of your daughter in uh, Texas, Marvette. Yeah, you know what yeah. I mean? He begged her not to go. Don't go down. Don't go down. But what did we do? We did the same <laughs> thing. Did the same thing. Yeah, they asked us to not do a whole bunch of things, yeah. right? So, so. Rick, let me let me let me kind of pose on you. When did when did fatherhood become important to you? When when did you realize that there was an opportunity for you to pull away from what you used to be and pull towards what you needed to be for your children? Well, for me, I, I gotta say that out of the three of us. Me, you, and Lee. I was the last one to come out the rain. Lee kind of came out the rain first. Mm -hmm. Then you you came out the rain. Now, now no, I don't think nobody remember this. I was right in between you and Jeanette. You, you we were all at Cedar Hills. Yeah. Uh, I got there to the treatment facility. Cedar Hill was a treatment place, and uh, Marvin was there getting ready to graduate. I showed up. And then when I got ready to leave and graduate, Jeanette came. Now, we we didn't plan none of this. Yeah. Uh, uh, this is part of uh, the assessment and what the state did. Yes, yeah. So, yeah. but you and Jeanette stayed out, stayed out of the rain for the final time. 
and I came in out the rain a little late. Uh-huh. Now I got I gotta be honest. Uh, some of the reason why I came out of darkness because I was getting too old. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? It, it's, it's only so long that you can walk in darkness and all that other stuff that I was doing mm-hmm. where before you got to come to your senses. So once I started getting some clarity after after, after being in uh, 10 different treatment centers, you know, you had a lot to do with the last treatment center I was in, which was the Union Gospel Mission one, which it really wasn't a treatment center. It was like going to what they call a theology school yeah, when yeah. you go seminary, seminary school yeah. when you go to be a preacher or yeah. something. Because all we did was pray in and pray out, uh-huh. and they it was a behavior modification place, meaning they kept their foot on my neck, which uh-huh. I needed. Uh-huh. So when I came there, they asked me, "Did I have a girlfriend? Did I smoke?" Because I had a choice of going to three different places. Uh-huh. I could have went to the Union Gospel Mission. Downtown, I could have went to the one, uh, New Vision, what was over there off of Madison, where mm-hmm. I, I stayed right across the street from Mount Zion. And I said, no, I want to go to the one in Riverton because you couldn't have no girlfriends, you couldn't smoke, you couldn't do nothing. So I said, that's that's good for me. Uh-huh. And I've always wanted to know what was in the Bible, but I didn't have time to read it uh-huh. because I was walking in darkness. So when I left there, I could say the books of the Bible backwards. Mm-hmm. I can't even say I'm forward now, <laughs> but I could say that because they had a thing where if you say the books of the Bible, they gave you $50 or something. And when my time came up, they said, oh, no, we got to stop this. We can't we can't be inspiring people to do this for money, mm-hmm. you know, because mm-hmm. they, they didn't they, they, they didn't believe in you having a whole bunch of money right. uh, up in this treatment center. Right. They gave you like $15 a week. So back back to your original question. When did I start taking everything seriously? Uh-huh. Is 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 when I got out of there, but I had to grow into it. Okay. So, that, because, because, so the treatment allowed you to, you grow, to grow into, into it. it. Okay. Because, because this this is what happened. I couldn't have a phone in the treatment center, but I got the same phone number I got now. Not the same phone. It was a plan where where you could you 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 could talk on the phone Monday through Friday all you want, but on the weekends, uh, uh, the only time you could talk late was night and weekends. Mm-hmm. So I would come home about six months later on the weekend, I would call everybody. I would call my kids, I would call my aunties, I would call all my relatives. I started building a relationship because I didn't have nothing to right. do but try to mend these relationships right. because I had I had, I had, had burned so many bridges, okay. you know, and this way I didn't have no money so I could calmly build these relationships. Okay. Just call them on their birthdays, call them and say hi, how you doing, have a normal conversation. Wasn't calling asking for no money, wasn't calling asking for what no What you ride. had been known for doing. Yeah, right, yeah, right, yeah, right, what right, I had right. been, yeah, what I had been known for doing. Right. You know, none of that. Just call, see how you doing, and I could talk to them for a little while. You see, know? it's funny because I remember, I remember mom coming to me and she said, Marvin, can't you do something for Ricky? Can't what? Can't, can't he do what you did? And I remember saying to her in your apartment, "Mom, I can't do nothing until he get ready to right. do something. He got to be ready to right. do something." And I heard this little voice say, "Marvin, I'm ready." And I was like, "What?" I was shocked. What? Yeah. You know what I mean? Because I'd always, you know, we've been so close together as brothers. Till, um. Anything I had 
and vice versa, right. I, you would get the first piece of it. You right. feel what I'm saying? Right, right. right. And, and so when you, I heard you say that, I picked up the phone and called the president of the organization, mm-hmm. right, and said, mm-hmm. man, I need my brother. To get, and I remember how you walked right on in there, right? Mm-hmm. So that, that was and, – and here's the other thing. We were so much alike till I knew whatever I did or could do, you could do. And vice versa, right? We've always had that mm-hmm. that understanding. So um, to watch you then come out, get clean, and start being a father to your daughters—you have two daughters, right? Right. And watching you do that, it was never no doubt in my mind that you had the capability to do it. Because I remember how how you would father my kids. You know, I was the first one off the block to have my kid up underneath me. Mm-hmm. You remember what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. We had little Marvin with us, right? Right. You know what I mean? We traveled, little Marvin traveled with us. Right. I watched how you used to be um, upon him. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So I knew whenever you got the opportunity to be with your kids, it was, it was you had the qualifications. Well, we first, we first both had to get some clarity. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, you know, you, you you can't when when you got all them other distractions. You know, I I I don't I don't know. If Cedar Hill brought you to the Lord, but something brought you to the Lord, and once it brought you to the Lord, the, the rest of it speaks for Amen. itself. Amen. The rest of it speaks Amen. for itself because uh, once once you start reading what the Lord wants you to do, it takes you to all that. Yeah, it, it takes you, and, and then you get it in small increments. You Amen. know what I mean? And you, for me, I only I was like you. I only got what I could what I could receive. Right. I, I didn't understand everything in the Bible. You know what I mean? I, but I didn't try to. Right. But the stuff I did understand, the Lord said, "Well, what you gonna do with that?" Yes. Yes. You know what I mean? yes, he, yes that's yes. the way He talked to me. Yes. You know, yeah. Okay. I know. I know. I know. You understand the first two because all them commandments. There's ten of them. I understand the first two. Right. Right. I understand right, the first right, two. Right, right. I get the first two like, right. Like like the, my, yeah, all yeah. the rest of them come with yeah, it. Right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Everything else falls yeah, into place. Yeah. 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 That's good. So tell me this, then, man. Um, What's your relationship with your children? You have two beautiful daughters. They're, they're, you, talk about that. Okay, What's their okay, ages so, and all that? Okay, so um, um, my, my my oldest my oldest daughter's forty four. You're twenty four, right, Irie? Okay, he's twenty four. Re- reason why I know I know I know Irie and LeJohn. Okay, Irie's my grandson. LeJohn's my nephew, but I don't. I got daughters. But I don't have no sons, you right, know what I'm saying? Right, right. So they're like my sons, you gotcha, know what I mean? Gotcha. But but I'm still with with my daughters, I I have a relationship with them, but I don't come in there trying to be daddy. Right. You know what I mean? Because they got they got husbands, right? You know what I mean? And they got their life and, and they got children, you right. know what I mean? Now if they ask me for some fatherly advice, I give it. But I did not I was not there when both my daughters were in their twenties when I got into their lives. Right. They were grown. Right. You know, so I just all, all I do is just try to be there, right? And and, and far as I know, the relationship's good. You right, know what I'm saying? Right, right. But but I learned from being in treatment and being in the Word and going to Bible study that you got to make amends. Right. You know what I mean? So I made amends to my daughter, but that don't mean they're gonna take it. Right. You know what I mean? Because you got some kids. You right, know what I'm right, saying? Right, right. They take it, they give it back. They take yeah, it, they give it back. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. I try to stay neutral. Without being scared, you right. know what I mean. Right. I, ain't, ain't nobody. I'm not gonna be nobody's doormat, right? You know what I'm saying. But 
Hey, I, this, I'm still learning as I go. Yes. You know what I'm saying? I'm, saying, I'm still yes. learning as I go. Yes, you know what yes, I mean? Yes, uh, with yes. kids, you never know. Yeah. And, 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 like, and like with my grandkids, I just try to be grandpa. Right, you know right. what I mean? Grandpa got a couple bucks for you. You know yeah, what I yeah, mean? Yeah, yeah. yeah you know, <laughs> I, that, that's all I remember. Yeah. Uh, I, could, I couldn't wait to see my grandparents because they were going to pull out something shiny right, and right. give it to me. Yeah, yeah. You know? So, uh, look, and then... Um, I try to be part of the solution, not part of the problem. Wow, wow. Yeah. Now, sometimes you got to make some hard decisions, you know yeah. what I mean? But, yeah. you know, uh, I, can, I, I, I can do it now because of my mind is clear. Uh-huh, you know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. You know, and I, 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 I come home and pray about stuff and sometimes say, did I make the right? Because right. I don't know. Right, you know what I right, mean? Right, right, yeah, right, right. God said, you on your own with this. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah he just tell me you on your own with yeah, this. Yeah. I, 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 didn't, I didn't gave you all I can give you. You right, know, use right. what I gave. Right. You know, right, so. Right. Well, that's crazy because I know that, uh, I know all my kids call you Uncle Rick. Oh, all yeah. my kids oh, yeah. know Uncle Rick, Uncle Rick, Uncle Rick, Uncle Rick. Uh-huh. You know? And and that's that's a real blessing to me because they know the journey. There, there, there's no seek our kids know our background. Believe me. They they Believe know me. where we came from. They know what we've been into. And 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 furthermore, they 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 really do honor what we've done and how we've come out on the other side. I was with our nephew Kyle yesterday. Right. right you know what I mean? Right. And and I realized that I took him to storage to look at some furniture. And in the middle of that, I was realizing, wait a minute, I told you the other day, you said this furniture wasn't going to fit in your car, I mean fit in your house because you just got a smaller place. So then it hit me. This is not what he wanted to do. He really wanted to spend some time with his Uncle Marvin. And he wanted me to pray with him about a situation. And and I, I I was relieved. Because I didn't expect this, and kind, of, I thought about you. I thought about, okay, this is how Ricky would have handled this, right? Kyle came to me and said, "Listen, I'm I'm having problems with my uncle and my uncle about my dad, right?" Mm. And so mm. he told me, he said, "But I'd have made amends." And he said, "I care for my dad. I know he might not have been, but that's okay." I've forgiven him, okay. and I realized how deep that was for this young man. Mm-hmm. So I put my arms around him, and I said, let's just pray that your uncle figures out a way to forgive your dad. Okay. You feel what I'm saying? Okay. But it was just remarkable that my nephew drove 30 minutes all the way from outside of Seattle to Seattle to come see me and meet me, and really that one was on his heart. Okay. You feel what I'm saying? Okay. So that's that's that fathering tool that that we have to use now regardless of whether we want to use it or not. Right. Feel what I'm saying? Right. Right. They Those the children that we have have a tendency to be able to know what they want from us. I don't care them. who them kids gravitate to, as long as they gravitate to somebody. Like when I found out that Irie was down there working with you, yeah. I try to make sure I get down there every week. Not not to get interrupt what right, you guys right, got right, going, because right, 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 right. he's working and you right. running the business. Right. You know what I mean? Right. But just to come, he, he ain't... I live right up the street. How right. come I can't get down here? That's true. You know, true. so you know that's the way I look at that. Yeah, you well, know? man, it's it's been a it's been an awesome journey, and none of us, I'm talking about me or you, would have never imagined the impact that we get a chance to make on our nieces, our nephews, our sons, our daughters. We just wouldn't imagine that. Right. Not where you and I came from. No, you no, feel what I'm no. saying? And 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 when you come from a dysfunctional background, 
it's hard. It, but you know, you know, it's because of our spirituality. Right. We we know why. We ain't right. did nothing. No, that's true. We ain't did nothing. That's I know true. I ain't did nothing. That's true. You know, that's true. My spirituality brought me through this because mm -hmm. uh, uh, I've I've seen other families where where you know uh, they're they're like they're like they're like the beavers. You yeah. know, like like who was that brought up leaving the beaver one yeah. day? <laughs> yeah, their family was like that, and then they go. Go, go oh, ahead. Okay, yeah, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. So you know, you don't, you don't, you don't never know how a family is gonna turn out. You don't never know. Um, yeah. So uh, it's 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 been an amazing journey, um, but that journey has its ups and downs. Mm -hmm. We managed to be able to embrace some of those and mm -hmm. let some of those go. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean. Um, and, and when I think back, you know, we're, we're in our middle to late sixties now, man. You yeah, feel what I'm saying? Yeah. We getting, we getting on the other side of the mountain, you know? And, 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 and so it's now, whether we knew it or not, um, we saw the opportunity or I, I see the opportunity where fatherhood, uh, has played a major role in, um, good side and the bad side in our communities. I, I, I got one last story, Ricky, to, to, to make mention of, and uh, you'll chime right in on this one. So me and, and uh, uh, Irie was uh, at Safeway yesterday, and uh, I was coming out the store, and uh, there was a guy in a wheelchair sitting there, and he asked me for some change, right? Mm -hmm. And uh, – and I said, well, just give me a minute. So I went in the store and I came out and I realized I used a card so I didn't have any change. I saw, as I walked out of the store, I said, hey, let me run to my car. I got some change in my car. So I went to my car and I keep a bag of quarters in my car. So I just reached in and got a handful out and I walked them back to the guy. And and I put him in his hand. I said, well, let's do, man. He's a, and the guy said, yeah, 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 Marvin, thank you. And you didn't know he knew you? No, I didn't know he knew me. I didn't think he knew me. Okay. It was Murray King. Okay. And I told Irie the story about yeah. how Murray King used to chase me and you around, threaten to beat us up the night he tried to take the car, Cotton's car from you. Yeah. We we just had a whole lot of ups and downs. And I said, you know, it's funny how God would do something. But tell, tell a story uh, uh, about how we used to have to. Uh, so uh, I hope I don't be too long. Now, Murray King. Mind you, he he didn't he didn't like me because well me and Marvin both were pretty popular with with the women, and uh, it, okay so we, we're at a party but I got my brother Lee with us now Lee is soft as doctor's cotton me and Marvin ain't real tough but he's soft as doctor's cotton so we down there in a party all you know them them old seventy party where all the lights is out we all over in the corner with some girls Lee come get me tell me. Murray done took his door key. I should have let him kept it because he wasn't going to go over there and mess with my dad, Cotton. I should have let him kept it. Yeah. So he say, he say, uh, Rick, you got, you got, you know, I'm playing big brother. You know what I mean? Half of the fights I got in was because of my brother Lee. So I I go tell Murray, hey, man, uh, they drunk. They, they full of red devils and whatever they were taking at the time. But they got some guns. They got some guns. Um, him and him and his, his they was raggedy guns. They yeah, yeah, they were they were raggedy guns, guns, but they got them. You know yeah. what I mean? So he gets mad with me and tell me, uh, "You get out of here! You know, you little, you little what? I don't want to say the words because I don't curse no more. You get, you get your little butt away from here." And uh, 
He say he say uh somebody yeah and matter of fact uh don't don't you move and so I I I made him look bad in front of all the little women at the party. I said man that little raggedy gun you got you ain't gonna shoot nobody and I walked off and he was scared to shoot me but I don't think the guns work so I I wouldn't try that now because the way they shoot now but anyway so what he did was he was gonna he was he was gonna he was gonna jump on me so I was gonna break and run but then I forgot. He the star of the football team. He, he, <laughs> he, he caught you. Yeah, 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 yeah. He yeah, caught yeah. you. Yeah, he, and he's real big. He's about big as my dad. So, 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 so he hit me, slap me, or do something. But you know, uh, we come on home. But uh, uh, so, so it was a big embarrassment. But that that wasn't the problem. The problem was I see him years later. Same way Marvin did, except I'm at I'm not at the Safeway. I'm at the um, I'm at the dollar store. Mm-hmm. He's hanging in front of the dollar store. So all he done did was went around the corner. <laughs> yeah, and he's in a wheelchair, and, and 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 he asked me for 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 some change. Well, don't nobody notice, but every morning on 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 on, on my on my way, I go by my bank and I get some ones. I get about twenty dollars worth of ones. I don't give out twenty dollars every day. So that way I can reach in my pocket and hand somebody a couple dollars without pulling my money mm-hmm. out of my pocket. Mm-hmm. And not, not just for Murray, but for anybody else. And he's the guy I had a resentment at. And so, and somebody else that I seen that I had to give a couple dollars to that got out of an old Benz was the same guy he was talking about that probably stole my money was Teddy Elliott. Really? He was up on 23rd in yeah, Jackson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. and he was, you know how they got the scarecrows? Or yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. I yeah. mean, the skeletons hanging over in yeah. the corner. He lo- he looked about that big. And and and, and, and Murray looked the same way with yeah. He looked so bad. It wouldn't have did me no good to get my resentment out on yeah, him because, yeah. I mean. Plus, we don't need to. You talked no, no, about no, the no, spiritual. No, that no, no that's are. what I'm saying. It done already happened to him. Yeah, Matter yeah. of fact, I felt sorry for him. Right. I wish I could have helped him. Right. I wish I could have got him to come to a Bible study or or, 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 or or come to treatment or anything. But Yeah. So, listen, we're going to wrap up now. But I wanted to just tell that story, Ricky, because that was some one of those one of those things from our past that yeah. in in no uncertain term, God has delivered us from all of that. Right. right? And above and, and I, beyond. Yes. And I, I give him all the glory to that. But I, I had I had your grandson, um, my great nephew, with me yesterday mm-hmm. and I explained the whole piece to him and he got a chance to see a piece of it. Uh-huh. And uh and I, I was just honored to be able to do that. So listen, I wanna just tell you that brother, I'm I'm glad that you were able to do this podcast with me. I think we've covered a lot of stuff. Or, or if nothing else, somebody got a chance to peek into our history, to peek into our fatherhood history, to think really about where people can go through, how they can be delivered. How you start is not how you end up. No, right. You know what I'm saying? That's what counts. And so I want to make sure that uh, who's ever listening to this podcast will just really take heed to some of the stuff that we've heard. And so this is uh, our, our closing of our show today, Color Him Dads, uh, your host Marvin Charles with his guest Ricky uh, uh, Stewart Cotton, who is, uh, who's my brother. We raised together and grew up together, and now we – carry the same last name and I'm honored to have you here with me today man we could have we didn't see this in the cards 25 
50 years ago, right? Um, so thank you for being my guest today, Rick. And uh, well, sign off with that. Thanks for tuning in to this week's episode of Color Him Dads. We hope today's episode has helped with your own struggles. Be sure to check back next week for another new episode with Marvin and Jeanette. Until then, have a blessed week.